bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you bets. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Hour number three, Magnificent Football Monday. Nick, Ken, and you here on the BetQL Network. Great to have our audience watching on stadium with us here for another hour. And over the course of this hour, we'll continue our handicap of week number nine in the National Football League. All of our bets for tonight coming up in the final hour, power hour of the show. That'll be bets of steel in the National Hockey League. Best of the best. All our bets for tonight in the NBA. Game three of the World Series with the D-backs and the Rangers. And side total and props as week eight in the NFL wraps up tonight in Motown. The Detroit Lions hosting Jimmy Garoppolo and the Las Vegas Raiders. But all those bets are coming up 60 minutes from now. You'll be able to watch it on twitch.tv backslash betql but for the stadium audience here for the next hour a lot of nfl handicapping goodness for the games to come this weekend jake bring the music back up here uh we left off talking about the browns and the cardinals uh let's let's get through tomorrow and see who the cardinals quarterback is definitely going to be in this game maybe acquire more information in regards to deshaun watson and pj walker as well uh you want more quarterback uncertainty we got it for you here as the green bay packers where I'd love to say Sean Clifford's going to be the quarterback. But let's say it'll be Jordan Love again. I think it's probably just going to be Jordan Love the whole season, and they'll take their lumps this year with the young receivers. Uh, Jordan Love and the Packers coming off yet another just stinker of an offensive performance, this time at home against the Vikings. They lose 24-10. to They will welcome in the Los Angeles Rams. Now, normally I would say welcome in Matthew Stafford in the Los Angeles Rams, but Stafford injures his thumb on like three separate occasions in the loss, the blowout loss on the road in Dallas, hits his hand into a defensive player's helmet, not once but twice, and then they brilliantly on like the two-point conversion attempt when they score in the, at the begin the second half, 2-2 Atwell like throws it to Stafford on the two-point play, and McVay says that's actually the play where Stafford hurt his thumb. Like, what, what are you guys thinking? So Stafford leaves the game. Brett Rippon, you know, nephew of Mark, Super Bowl MVP and Super Bowl 26 for the Washington then Redskins at the time. Brett Rippon comes in, and uh, it feels like it's going to be Rippon as the quarterback in this game. Reports this morning from NFL insiders on Monday that the Rams haven't ruled out IR for Matthew Stafford. So this could be like a multi-week injury for Stafford. So we think it's going to be Rippon, Ken, but not 100% sure. <laughs> this market's nuts. Green Bay is in between a three—Green Bay— Green Bay. At at home. Uh, the, you know, the Packers. <laughs> you you know, Lambeau Field. They're, you know where uh, people leap. <laughs> and eat cheese. But I've been to like, the atrium is beautiful. I went there a couple times and the cheese yeah. is delicious there. Oh, it is true. Uh, we recommend everybody Packers. go to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, they got like a Starbucks. It's really nice. And an A-loft <laughs> hotel. Well, I I went there a couple times on Sirius XM NFL Radio's training camp tour. People are really nice. Lambo yep. is awesome. Also, there's nothing going on. And I'm not even saying yep. that as a negative. It's just a fact. Green Bay in between a three and a three and a half point home favorite. Total, 39 and a half. Now, I asked, like I said, when I set you up for Browns and Cardinals, normally I leave it open-ended. I asked you with the Browns and the Cardinals, should P.J. Walker ever be laying a touchdown against any other team in the National Football League? I will ask you another specific question. 
Should Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers be more than a three-point favorite against any team in the National Football League, even Brett Rippon starting for the LA Rams? So again, early thoughts here, pen, pencil, blood, or blank, Packers and the Rams. I mean, I, I have a... I have like a bad feeling. I'll say bad because I, I I haven't bet the Packers and I probably won't. I have a bad feeling that like what we thought we would get from the Packers yesterday, we'll get from them in this game, which is like finally after bad performance, after bad performance, after bad performance, maybe they have a game where they actually play well, could generate anything in the first half, can play well. I, I'm like worried that that's finally, like everything I liked about them yesterday, honestly, will finally come to fruition in this game against a, a you know, a not very good defense and a backup quarterback. Uh, that being said, like, would I ever lay the Packers in this market? No, of course not. <laughs> of, of course I wouldn't. Like, why, why would I want, why would I want love to win by margin against like any team, uh, against a coach who's better and probably a quarterback who's at least as bad as he is. Just like, I think this is this is so stupid because it's a backup quarterback for the Rams. I think this is like the right number in the game, which is such an indictment of the Packers. It's like incredibly funny. Like home game against a backup quarterback, he can't even get to, you know, a, like a lot more than three. I actually think this is fine. This doesn't make me want to bet anything. Uh, I, if the Rams won the game, would I be surprised? No. Uh, but would I ever bet like Rippin at a small number on the road? Probably not. And you asked like the PJ Walker question. Like, I think a lot of people can understand how like seven is much different than three. Like the, uh, there was a, a fun stat. I forget who tweeted it out. Like the number of one possession games in the in the fourth quarter that have happened in the NFL this year. It's like 80% of the games have been one possession in the fourth quarter. Obviously like eight or less is the implication there. So I think people can understand like seven like PJ Walker to win by more than a possession when NFL games are kind of always played to to uh, to small to compress scores to close games is a lot different than three. So I, I think this number's fine. I I'm just like like did, I guess did we make a bad bet on the Packers yesterday? Like I, result notwithstanding, I get maybe we made a bad bet. Maybe we like I guess underrated the Vikings is probably what we did in the game yeah. uh, as opposed yeah, to overrate Green Bay. But I just uh, I just <laughs> I honestly like it's like an indictment of the coach. Because like if he's good, then that team in that situation probably usually plays really well, and uh, and they didn't. They played terribly. Maybe it's the quarterback too, obviously. But I think this number is okay. Are you you're gonna take the Rams? Because you asked that question. That means like you think he shouldn't be three or three and a half. Jordan Love against anybody. You gonna bet the Rams on this game? I think I'm going to. Yeah, I think mm. I'm likely will. Points, up the money the line, both. I, I I would I I'd like to capture three. I'd like to win on three with the yeah. Rams. I'd like to get three and a half. Three and a half. Um. <laughs> I, I, th I guess here's my problem with, and, and I think you ask a great question. Did we make a bad bet yesterday with Green Bay? Um, I think like our methodology was pretty sound, like why we made the bet. But I don't want to say we ignored it because I think both of us kind of, well, I guess the assumption was that we were going to get a better effort from Green Bay against like a Vikings defense that yep. maybe we underrated or maybe the Packers are just that bad. I think may maybe kind of Green Bay is bad. Maybe the coach is kind like of in really over bad. Maybe they're like really, really bad. bad. Maybe the coach is in over his skis right now, and he doesn't have number 12 to kind of save his ass anymore. He doesn't have Aaron Rodgers anymore. Um, the usage of Aaron Jones. Who? Aaron Jones. Ice Age. Ice Age. Is, is, very, <laughs> is very strange to me and leads me yeah. to believe that, that Jones probably isn't healthy, and they're past their buy already. So I don't know, like, when that's going to happen. The quarterback's bad. 
the receivers are all young and like can't get open and like i'm a christian watson fantasy owner and like i'm frustrated that like watson isn't doing more he's blanketed on every play like does he create separation i'm not a film guy i'd like to know the answer all i know is like love is trying to get him the ball and there's like three defenders around him at all times so their best receiver christian watson is a rookie J Jaden Reed is also a rookie. Romeo Dobbs uh, is a second-year player. Christian Watson's second-year player. Oh, yeah. excuse me. Watson's second-year. Dobbs second-year. Yeah. Reed is a rookie. Musgrave is a rookie. So these are all—and and, and this is Love's first year as a starter. It's like this team's probably not very good. And even if it is Brett Rippon, like, we've seen Rippon come in before. We saw it on Thursday night a couple years ago against the Jets, and that game went way over the total, that Broncos-Jets game. I'm not saying Brett Rippon's good. It could be, like, honestly, it could be his uncle Mark. Like, Mark Rippon present day could start at this game for the Rams, and I'd be interested in a number above a field goal. Like, the Rams still have Cup. They still have Nakua. They still have Atwell. I think the Rams will be able to score on this Packers defense, which stinks out loud. And the, and the Packers, with Joe Barry, who like they, who should be fired today, like, okay, great. Like, we're going to take away the big play, and we're just going to let you, like, matriculate the ball down the field. Okay, great. Here's a 16-play drive, literally every single drive. And they can't get off the field on third down. And now here's, like, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, who are going to find, like, soft spots in the zone, and they're gonna, just gonna, absolutely going to boss this game. Uh, Rams are nothing for me. Haven't placed the bet yet, but and I need three and a half to do it. But I think, Ken, this will likely be a bet on the L.A. Rams for me on Sunday. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I don't really have a strong opinion beyond that. I, the market didn't make me want to bet anything. Uh, Thursday, this will be a very, would encourage everyone, hopefully you listen to Thursday's show anyway, but the awards show Thursday will be really interesting because I, I think almost every market has now presented us with like just something really interesting to talk about, whereas sometimes I think we, we go through these markets and it's like, yeah, nothing's changed. Yeah, nothing's changed. Yeah, this guy's the favorite. Yeah, this guy's the favorite. And uh, and we'll do comeback player of the year and obviously Stafford being injured. Not just, to, probably doesn't just remove his kind of uh, name from candidacy for comeback player of the year. He could be comeback player of the year next year probably at this point. But, uh, but it really, really, really hurts. Cooper Cup's candidacy too, I kind of considered like, the most traditional candidate, I think, is how I've always described him. Like, all pro player who gets hurt comes back, plays well. And uh, he's probably not going to play as well if uh, Rippon's throwing the ball. Doesn't mean he can't still win, whatever. But now that market's been disrupted a little bit. Um, the Ram Any market involving the Rams has been disrupted, obviously, too. McVay's not going to win coach of the year anymore. Um, yeah, that's all that stuff. Like, the Rams in flux is very interesting. Uh, I'm not as bullish on them in the game as you are. I'm also not going to lay Green Bay. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here. Magnificent football Monday, handicapping week nine in the National Football League. All right, we'll move on from the Packers and the Rams for now. We'll do more over the course of the week. And let's go to the Patriots and the Commanders coming up in Foxborough. Like, really interesting game. And this is another team, Ken, and the Commanders, and we touched on this with a couple teams earlier in the show, where the trade deadline's coming up tomorrow. And we had a report from, like, Jay Glazer... I think his, like, accuracy is usually, like, 99%. When he gets stuff, he's getting it from really good sources. Not that other insiders aren't, but it goes no noted when Jay Glazer will say something like he expects the commanders to trade one of their three, like, studs on the defensive line, Young, Sweat, or Jonathan Allen, by Tuesday's deadline. And maybe Washington decides to do more than that. Like, let's—maybe they trade Jacoby Brissett. Like, let's see what happens—not—and he doesn't play. Howell's the starter. But let's see what Washington looks like after 4 o'clock tomorrow. Um, so the Patriots coming off the loss to Miami, the Commanders coming off the loss to the Eagles, which, thank you very much, really needed the Eagles to win that game by seven, and they did, th thankfully. Uh, New England is a three-point home favorite right now against Washington, Ken. The total in the game is 40. Uh, this is one of the games that I bet. I, I bet the Patriots under three, just thinking, lad. 
I don't think this number is going to last. And if Washington makes a trade, maybe it has room to keep going up. Um, I, I like the Patriots in the game anyway. Um, curious your thoughts here. Patriots laying three against the commies. The total here is 40. Did you, uh, I feel like I didn't catch a lot of the Dolphins Patriots game, even after the fact, aside from just like the red zone cut-ins, which can sometimes be brief. And, uh, and obviously like just the scoring plays or anything Tyreek Hill does in the game or something like that. So I almost, I, I can't even come on and be like, oh, like they, the Patriots gave you a really good effort in that game. Like obviously kept it to one possession for, for part of the game and, and then didn't at the end in like a, just kind of a calamitous fashion if you bet the Patriots plus the points. But, um, you know, just, I think three is the right number in the game. My, for what it's worth, my number in this game is less than this. But I do think that there's something about the Patriots as the season goes on. We talked about this to death. We're just like, I think you can you can bump their rating a little bit. Like October, November, the team is just going to play at a different level than the September data points that you have for them. So I, I, my number for this game is two. But I, I, I think you can get to the most key number two ways. You can get there by saying that the Patriots are sort of evolving as the season goes on. And I think that's okay. And then you can also say, are people trying to get ahead of the fact that the commanders might trade players? And if they trade players, then two and a half goes to three anyway. And people just want to get ahead of that move, uh, thinking that that was a possibility, right? Uh, which I think is something that you were interested in too. So now that we're on three and we're all looking at the same number, I just don't know if there's like a lot left to do here, honestly. Uh, my number would kind of say, hey, like... I maybe it's the commanders at three, but I, I can't do that with the trade deadline tomorrow and not thinking a little bit more at getting an injury report for the game. So uh, I think the early move I, makes sense that you were on that. I think three is probably the right number in the game. A, a terrible game, by the way. I mean, like a like it's not the worst game. Like the team, like you, th this shouldn't be a bad game, but I just, I mean, it was seven games this week where I'm just like, yeah, let me know who wins. Like I'm good, I'm good on this one. And this strikes me as another one. So uh, three, I think, okay would not bet New England at anything this or more, would only bet Washington. Uh, I, I don't disagree with that at all. It's like a number grab for me, and I can reserve the right to change my mind over the course of the week here. Well, it's I like I bet Atlanta. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't think Atlanta, I think Atlanta might lose to Jared Hall. I hate Atlanta, but like the number wasn't going to be three and a half anymore, and now I can figure out what I want to do. It, it is, it is hashtag worth noting, the Patriots lost Kendrick Bourne for the season, torn ACL. Yeah. He actually, and like, I don't think he's like a great player or anything. And I don't even say that to try and like diminish him at all. Like I, he's basically been like a third option on every offense he's been on in his career or at best. He's been really, really good this year. He's been their best player on offense this year. Like, even better than Ramondre. And now he's done for the year. I guess, like, Juju's back now, and Juju did catch a touchdown yesterday. Like, the, some of the quotes after the game were really funny. Like, Pop Douglas, Demario Douglas, who we really like. The Dolphins were doubling Demario Douglas yesterday. And Douglas was saying, he's like, I, yeah, like, I think I'm good. I, I can't believe that I got double teamed during this game. Like, right. I didn't believe it. Because <laughs> I think Miami kind of, like, accurately said, like, who else on this offense is really going to beat us? Like, Pop Douglas has actually got some speed. I think we'll probably, and, like, I'm, I'm guessing here, I don't know that this is the case. I think Tyquan Thornton will probably be active now next week um, with Kendrick Bourne being out. And they'll at least have more speed on the field. Or maybe Thornton just stinks and he'll just continue to be continue to be inactive. So, yeah, so I, 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 I bet the Patriots to get ahead of a move. Um Subjectively, I do think the Patriots might like roll in this game um, against a team okay. that they're probably at the same level as. And we'll talk about it more over the course of the week. Um, we can at least start, Ken, maybe if you've, or maybe I could just vamp until the end of the segment. But uh, the Saints and the Bears are coming up next year, week nine in the cool. National Football League. And it's already been yeah. announced by Bears head coach Matt Eberflus that Justin Fields has been ruled out for this game. So that has already happened. I'll, I'll take it to the end of the segment <laughs> now that we're under 30. Uh, Fields has already been ruled out. The secret Bajan man, Tyson Bajan, will get another start. Uh, Start two did not go as well as start one. 
with a step up in class against the L.A. Chargers. And now they travel to New Orleans to take on a Saints team that, for them, scored like 98 points yesterday on the road in Indianapolis, where like the offense actually played really well. Should the Saints be a touchdown favorite in this game? We'll talk about it on the other side, and then we'll get to one of the most intriguing games of Week 9, the Seahawks and the Ravens in Baltimore. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Hard to throw. Wants to go deep. He's got Shahid out there. He's got it. And Shahid in for the touchdown. 58 yards to give New Orleans the lead. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Hashtag Shane Steichen overs. We'll get to the Colts-Panthers game coming up in a little bit. Uh, Fox Sports courtesy of the call there as we continue our handicap week nine in the NFL. Nick and Ken here with you on You Better You Bet. Great to be joined by our audience on Stadium and uh, New Orleans yesterday. How about eight yards per play? 38 points on offense with Derek Carr and company. Just an explosion by the Saints offense for Hishichi. He's awesome. Kamara's awesome. Taysom Hill's awesome. Chris Olave, maybe not so much. At some point, is going to pop in a big way, but I know his fantasy owners are a little frustrated with his performance, but a great effort from the New Orleans Saints as they beat the Colts yesterday in Indy, 38-27. to And on Sunday, they will host the secret Bajan man, Tyson Bajan and the Chicago Bears, who a week after uh, Bajan's debut, taking down the Las Vegas Raiders at home, go to Los Angeles and get absolutely shelled by Justin Herbert and the Chargers. And uh, I am saying Tyson Bajan is starting, in case you missed it. Justin Fields already been ruled out. Bajan will get his third consecutive start. That is confirmed by Matt Eberflus. So Bajan starts for the Bears on the road at the Saints. Again, the opening number here, New Orleans, a touchdown favorite at home. The total here is 41. Here's another leading question for you. <laughs> would you ever feel comfortable laying seven with Derek Carr and the Saints against anybody? Maybe it would be Tyson Bajan and the Chicago Bears. Early thoughts here, pen, pencil, blood, or blank, Saints and Bears. And a rematch of the 2005 NFC Championship game that I lost a lot of yeah. money on because I bet on Reggie Bush and the Saints. Mm, yeah, uh, I, I do remember that game. Uh, I think... Yeah, I think this is, man, this this has been a rough board for me this week, just in terms of like finding stuff that I that we come on and be like, oh, I love this, I love this, I love this. The quarterback games have been tough. I think making a number in this game is really difficult because you have two games of Bajan, and what what can you do with that in terms of figuring out what this number is supposed to be? Yeah, I mean, my first thought, as it is with almost every Saints game, I will say though, I am mad at myself. Like I I missed a bet on the Saints yesterday. I really did. We came on at the start of the week last week, and I go, I'm supposed to bet them this week. Like I'm supposed. This is like a perfect setup. It's like I'm supposed to bet on them, and they they win the game. Uh, extra rest, like short number because they haven't played very well, and like a team that they can score against. And I missed a bet. And great, that was a really good setup for them. And now we're back to this, where it's like, do you ever want to lay this many points with this? this group of dummies uh no i don't um i think this is a team that they could win by margin against because they're just so bad I and mean, i think they could definitely do that so I, I don't think there's like a lot going on i mean i, I tried to make a number on the game God, i only have a couple bajan games it's tough six and a half was what i came up with and like i think there's a chance that i can just get bajan wrong and he, he's worse and this is what it should be because he's worse than the same defense is really good so uh, i don't have a problem with seven but yeah, like, am I, is there any chance I'm laying seven with the Saints in this game? No, I'm getting them off of an offensive explosion and I'm getting Bajant off the worst start you can possibly have. Isn't it more likely that this is stretched just a little bit too much as opposed to the right amount, which maybe is like six and a half. That would kind of be my thought. Maybe it's like kind of splitting hairs a little bit. Uh, unlikely I'll have a bet in the game. Do you, 
Do you think we ever get an opportunity to tease New Orleans in this game? And if so, is that something you'd be interested in doing? No, I just uh, I I think the coach and the quarterback are this that dumb and they're that it's remember we, like week to week league too, which I know everybody says. So hey, the Saints can score a million points and they can win by margin and they can look really good and then they can do you know everything they've done in all the other games they could do the next week and it wouldn't really be that surprising. So yeah, just not like you know wouldn't money line parlay them, wouldn't tease them. Uh, just always, I'm always going to think of them as like a vulnerable favorite in a game uh, when they're that poorly coached and their quarterback's going to turn it over. I, I I tend to agree with you. Um, I, as of right now, I don't think I want anything to do with this game. Maybe that'll change over the yeah. course of the week. We'll see injury reports. We'll see if the Bears get some players back on defense. So I think we can, we can probably move past this game, right? For right now, nothing else to say on the Bears it, and the Saints for now. And it's worth noting, in basically every other game we've done, we've had a longer discussion, mostly because there's been line movement in those games too. This open seven, it's just been seven. Like, that's all that's happening here, really. Uh, you know, like, they're going to have, like, the really, really, really initial line movements and stuff, but it's been a really quiet game. The total got that down a little bit right away, which I think makes sense, like, Bajant on the road against that defense. Like, what kind, you know, is this going to be just a New Orleans, like, strangles this game to death and wins, you know, 20 to 7 or something? Is it going to be that kind of a game? Possibly. Uh, so I, I just, I don't know if there's that much interesting stuff here. I guess it just comes down to, like, you know, uh, just can you do your best to evaluate the first two games of Bajent and like what you think this is going to look like? Is it going to look more like the first game? I, you know, albeit against like probably a really unprepared Raiders team in a home game, or is it going to look like a huge step up in class versus what that game was, where just in terms of like the quality of the quarterback you're facing, Hoyer to Her Hoyer to Herbert, there's a nice alliterative thing, just like really, really a step up. Like this is kind of in between. I, I don't feel confident in, in what bears I'm going to get in this game. Yeah, I think we need a couple more days to kind of marinate on this, see if we have any bets. I have nothing in this game either with the Saints and the Bears. So let's move on to one of the most interesting games coming up in Week 9 in the NFL, and that'll be the first place 6-2 and two Baltimore Ravens hosting the 5-2 and two first place Seattle Seahawks, who earlier today, and we talked about this to start the show, traded for New York Giants defensive lineman Leonard Williams. So Seattle kind of loading up for the stretch run, and thanks to the Niners, three straight losses heading into their bye, the Seahawks find themselves again atop the NFC West. Pretty, like, big number in this game. I, I don't necessarily know that I disagree with it. I think Ravens and kind of like this zone makes a lot of sense, but it's really interesting, right? Baltimore, a five-and-a-half-point home favorite against Geno Smith and the Seahawks coming off their last-second win, close to a last-second win at home against the Cleveland Browns. Geno and the offense explode early in the game, then basically go dormant until the end. Geno hits Jackson Smith and Jigba for the winning touchdown, and Baltimore doesn't play great, but still manages to find a way to win, and that's what really good teams do right on the road in Arizona. So Baltimore, a five-and-a-half-point home favorite. Your total in the game is 43. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank, Ravens and Seahawks. Yeah, another game where we haven't had a lot of a lot of movement since the market opened. The little bit of movement we've had has been toward Baltimore, uh, where there is like a couple sixes, or there are a couple sixes on the board. A couple of the five and a halfs are juiced toward the Ravens. Uh, my number of the game was like exactly five and a half, and I saw it. And I just go like, "You got to be kidding me!" Like I, you know, just like it's such a weird number to make a game and then have also be the number in the market. Uh, if I had to bet this game right now, but I don't think I'm going to bet it right now. Uh, if we did see, like, let's say this uh, steam line movement is indicative of what we're going to see in the first part of this week, where Baltimore is going to get bet out a little bit, because I, I think a lot of people's rating for them is, you know, among the best teams in the league. Their defense might end up being the best defense in the league at the end of the year. The offense, if it, you know, kind of the pass game is is clicking a little bit more than it did in the first part, you could make an argument they're among the best teams in the league. Totally get that. Uh, if this got out like six, six and a half, something like that, uh, I would definitely think about betting Seattle in the game. And they've really, you know, 
they've gone on the road and beaten Detroit already. Like it's cool. Like Seattle by margin, those games where they're a big favorite, that's going to be a little tough sometimes. I think you talk about that a lot with them. You, you call them a dumb team, to be fair. But okay, if you're a dumb team, you probably don't want to lay a bunch of points with a team like that. That's not this. And so, you know, I think this number is fine, but I, I just get the sense that like we're going out from here. Games that are five and a half or five rarely stay there. There's sort of like a good way to think about it. I've done this on the show before. There's a, a magnetic pole on the number three and a magnetic pole on the number seven. And if you're anywhere between those two numbers, you kind of end up getting sucked one way or another. You get magnetically drawn toward three or towards that. Which one is it going to be? We're going to go back down or we're going to go up where we, it almost never stays here, right? Like think about the Bengals Niners game. We started, started five, five and a half. We bounced back and forth. We ended up going way back down again. Just which, which way are we more likely to go here? My guess would be up based on how Baltimore has played the last couple of weeks, that might create a bet on Seattle. That's probably the only way I'm thinking about playing the game. You better you bet with Nick and Ken, Magnificent Football Monday, talking week nine in the NFL. If you could either have one of the two following powers, you could have the power of magnetism like Magneto and control metal like Magneto does. Right, or pretty, magnetic pretty fields. Superpower. Magnetic right. fields. Yeah. Or you could have the, the ability to magnetically move numbers wherever you want that open in the dead zone, either to three or seven, and then bet the other side for as much money as you could bet. Which would you rather have? The ability to control magnetic fields and metal, or you could be like, okay, I think that this point spread should be seven, and then you could bet Seattle if you think that number's right, for example. So, like, do I want to go outside and, like, control a giant truck? and lift it up in the air over my head and swing it around? Or do I want to be like, well, it'd be better if the Patriots were two and a half. Like, that'd be a little bit better. <laughs> like, I, 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 in the short term, like, I'm going to pick the cool the cool superhero one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Like, I think, I'm, I think I'm good with that. Also, like, even if I moved these numbers to things I thought were, like, good bets for me, there, there's no guarantee that I'm right or smart or would win. Whereas when I pick up the truck, like, I picked up the truck. I did that. I can put it wherever I want because I have those powers. That's pretty cool. Like, oh, like I, I want a fork from upstairs to eat my dinner. King! And it just appears in my hand right now. It'd be pretty good. Yeah, like, I, look, I'd, I'd love to be able to move point spreads, but uh, you're going to give me the powers of Magneto, who just is almost like an OP superhero. Like, magnetic fields is a pretty cool thing to be able to control versus, like, most superhero abilities you could have. I think it's a really good answer. Uh, do you feel like the Ravens... And they did, like, they covered a big number week one against the Texans. That's at home. Stroud making sure. his first start, like, injured offensive line in that game. Do you feel like Baltimore is a little tough to trust in a spot like this? Like, we talked about Seattle and, like, laying a lot of points. That Baltimore might be a little tr tough to trust laying a lot of points also. Because, like, I think that the Seahawks are dumber than Baltimore. I think Baltimore might be a little dumb also in the same way, like, Seattle's dumb. Inconsistency, penalties, like... Uh, yesterday's game, I think, is a prime, and they won the game yesterday, and they they, they should have won the game going away. But I I think Baltimore is a little a little tough to trust in a spot like this. Where Ken, I think I'm I haven't bet the game yet. I do think that if we went over six here, I do think it would kind of like I think I'd have to like take I'll take a look at Seattle if we got there. Sure, yeah, I mean it's and there are uh, <laughs> I know people people listening. It's probably like, man, Nick thinks every team is dumb. Uh, I think there's a lot of teams that you would lay points with and feel good. I, honestly, like the teams that end up being big favorites a lot are the teams with the really explosive offenses. They end up being like big favorites and you end up laying them in some situations, you being like anybody, not just us. 
And because you see those final scores come in all the time, right? Buffalo is a bad example this year, but like you would lay points with Buffalo a lot the last couple of years. And you would know that there was like a really good chance that they could cover a number like that. The Mahomes Chiefs, the entire era would basically be like that. Late season Cincinnati, the last couple of years would be an example of that. The Niners earlier this year, the Dolphins this season, like teams like that, like UC7, UC10, UC13. Yeah, like that's, we can have a reasonable conversation about laying the favorite. When we get into these, like, is Baltimore that team? Like, is New Orleans that team, the team we were just talking about? That's where it gets really tough to try to, like, trust the really inconsistent offense, the team that has trouble scoring in the red zone. That's the Saints and uh, and Dallas to a certain extent. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I get it. I don't know if I like, don't trust. I just, I think this number is totally fine right now. I'm much more interested in where the number goes. And if we get too far off this type of range, almost like playing it back to this kind of number. And look, the Ravens have like a legendary head coach. When it's all said and done, probably a legendary head coach in John Harbaugh, like an MVP candidate, a quarterback in Lamar Jackson. Yep. I'm not saying they're bad, just that I don't know if I feel full. And I know they blew out Detroit a couple weeks ago, a different point spread, though, obviously, right? I don't know if I feel comfortable like laying like a lot of points with the Baltimore Ravens. I'd be more apt to take a lot of points with the Seahawks in this spot if and when we get there. We can have that conversation coming up a little later in the week. So again, just not to confuse things, I don't think the Ravens are bad, just that I don't know if I trust them laying a ton of points we'll talk about this more coming up later in the week oh we're, we're on like a nice little pace right now here in the segment let's get to another game and uh we talked about this game on friday after tampa lost but covered in improbable fashion on the road in buffalo on thursday night so tampa loses to the bills so they have extra rest right houston goes on the road to carolina and like loses like a mind-numbing football game to bryce young and the carolina panthers so not a great game for cj stroud D'Amico ryans and the texans so houston will host tampa on sunday and the texans right now in between a two two and a half and a three point home favorite the total in the game is 40 and ken you had some pretty strong thoughts about this game on friday uh do you, do you still kind of feel the way you felt on friday about the bucks and the texans in houston yeah, definitely. Uh, I think I'm going to get what I want in this game to make a bet, and then I'm going to make it, which is uh, I thought the Texans would open short and get bet out to three, and then I would really like, <clears throat> excuse me, Tampa once we got to plus three, and I think that's what's going to happen in the game. Uh, I think D'Amico Ryan's probably going to be a really good coach like for the Texans. I think they're probably going places or whatever, and Stroud can develop into a really good quarterback. Uh, at this very moment, I actually think there's like almost no difference between the teams, and if you're going to give me three and Tampa gets extra rest in the game, uh, then I'm going to take it every single time and it's it's probably one of my favorite bets of the week there's probably one other game i like more uh just the full three here i think is the to me like not the mistake but just the thing that makes me want to make a bet uh, i talked to you know one of the reasons we liked tennessee last week or i did was just like the setup right what is the number in the market why is it that is it because of what you just saw from each team and like the perception about one of the teams i, I think like I think people do think like, you know, you follow a lot of the like analytic people in the space, listen to the conversation about teams. A lot of people like like Houston, like think they're really on to something, you know, maybe not this year, but going forward. And I, like, I, I don't get the action in this game. Like I don't get going out to three uh, when Tampa has things going for them. Probably going to get a better injury report, extra rest to prepare. Like what these things, these are advantage Houston these things and like yeah i like stroud conceptually also there was a miserable game yesterday against the panthers like that was really bad so i don't i don't get it like or at least i should say i disagree with it that we're gonna open less than three and go to three so really like tampa three in the game think it's like honestly it might be one of the last spots this year where i'm gonna be like i really want to play tampa um just because i think the setup is really good and the number is good as a result Let's say it never goes to three one ten. Let's just say that doesn't happen. Like Tampa, Tampa teasers, I feel like are like 
10 well, bucks. Just, well, it's, I mean, it feels great. There's three 110s on the board right now. There's three of them, and oh, there's okay, three okay. 115s. Yeah, oh, so great. like we're, we're there, and I'd pay 115 for the three also. Um, so yeah, like we're already like we're like we're not even 2.75, we're like 2.8 or something in the game where like you can get some like reasonably priced threes, uh, and I would get them. All right, uh, tough to disagree. We talked about that on Friday. I agree with Ken on Tampa as the play against Houston coming up this weekend. We are through the 1 o'clock slate of games, uh, and we'll save some of these coming up for tomorrow on a Tuesday. But on the other side, we'll get to at least the Colts and the Panthers. Hashtag Shane Steichen overs. We're looking to play an over in this game with Indy and Bryce Young and the Panthers. And uh, probably skip Raiders-Giants because the Raiders are playing tonight. So maybe we'll get to the Eagles and the Cowboys as well in Philadelphia to wrap up our number three on a Monday. You better you bet. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Covered in the backfield, Young throws for the end zone, touchdown, Tommy Tremble, the tight end. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Fox Sports, courtesy of the ball. Against the Houston Texans. By the way, tip of the cap to our guy Adam Chernoff who came on the show last week and talked about Tommy Tremble anytime touchdown. Tremble did it. Tremble, Tremble, Tremble. Got the job done. The Carolina Panthers. Uh, we'll get to the Panthers and the Colts. Eagles and the Cowboys. I, it's funny. You know, we were talking during the break just now. So the games that are left for us to talk about on the slate, Colts, Panthers, Raiders, Giants, which we'll probably do tomorrow, Eagles, Cowboys, Bengals, Bills, Sunday night, Chargers, Jets, Monday night. I think I'm going to have a bet on all of these games. So not like that hasn't been the case for every game we've discussed thus far in the, the early window. I think yep. I will have a bet on every single game moving forward here that we'll discuss both today and tomorrow on the show. Uh, and if you're watching us right now on Stadium, this is our final segment on Stadium uh, today. Uh, if you want to check out the final hour of the show, the Power Hour, featuring all our bets for tonight in the hashtag Sports Equinox, NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and Monday Night Football, flip on over to twitch.tv backslash betql, twitch.tv backslash betql at the conclusion, at the conclusion of the Eagles and the Cowboys, at the conclusion of this segment, twitch.tv backslash betql. Uh, by the way, this just came out. Tom Pelissero of NFL Media. Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett. Uh, the Steelers listed him as limited on their estimated injury report. No practice today, but the teams play on Thursday, obviously. That's like a little noteworthy that like they didn't estimate that he wouldn't have practiced. Maybe a little bit more likely than I thought to play in the game. Feels like a, maybe a coin flip, maybe a little bit weighted more towards Pickett not playing in the game. But we'll bring you more information over the course of the week as we get it. But Jake, please bring the music up here and let's get to this next game. And that is the Indianapolis Colts visiting Bryce Young, Frank Reich, Thomas Brown, the new play caller for Carolina, the offensive coordinator, and the Panthers. The number in the market, Indianapolis in between, a two and a half and a three-point road favorite. The total in the game, hashtag Shane Steichen overs. Is 44. Uh, I know we're on the same side because we talked about it uh, during the break. And I think anyone that's listened to me talk about the Carolina Panthers should not be surprised by what I'm going to say about this game. But Ken, give us your thoughts here. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank Colts and the Panthers. Yeah, just worth noting, and good call by you on the, the Colts over yesterday. We talked about staking overs like the whole year. I feel like I should have played more of them. Did play some, just didn't didn't play that one. Uh, points, in, points in Colts games so far this year. Uh, 52, 51. 41 that was the outside rainy game against baltimore 52 39 against the titans in a game that was cursed from the beginning and should have had about 70 points scored in it 57 77 and then yesterday 65 uh and they're gonna play a game with a total of 44 
and I'm going to really like the over in the game because Carolina's offense is likely to improve. Now, they did not give you like this standout, insanely explosive performance yesterday. No one would ever argue that. Um, just that I, I I think I'm on board with you. Not that like it's going to be an explosive offense, period, but just like I, I just think it's likely to get better as the season goes along. I just think it's likely to get better as the season goes along. So I like the over, but mostly uh, my favorite bet in this game is the Panthers, and you can get three right now. And you can get it from 110 in a couple places and a little more in others. And I would do that just like with Tampa. Uh, obviously, if you have the chance to get three and and you can, you should, because um, it's much better than betting two and a half. Uh, part of what's also happening with the Panthers. So you can talk about like kind of the offense and what you saw yesterday and, and why you liked them yesterday to win. And they did. And, uh, and that was a really good call. Just the other thing is, I do think a little bit, just a little bit of our perception of the Panthers might be shaped by... Uh, the fact that they have actually played so many road games so far this year and their home games have actually been these kind of like rock fight kind of competitive, like much better than what you picture when you think of Bryce Young getting like blown out by the Lions or something like that, where they play the Miami. Saints and they backdoor that game, obviously, in week two. Right. They play the Saints at home in week two. They play the Vikings at home and have a million chances to make that game competitive. And the Vikings end up winning that game by eight. Uh, and then you have yesterday's huh. game where they win. So you look at their home, you look at, you filter home road with them and yeah, you eliminate out some of the really high quality opponents, but like the Colts aren't a high quality opponent. And what you end up with is like a team that's played really competitive, albeit low scoring home games against teams and a team that we think is likely to play better as the season goes along. And you're going to give me a full three at home. And look, I normally the Colts, you lose as many games, you know, three games in a row, whatever it is, brutal losses, like against the Browns. Normally you'd be like, I'd be looking for a reason to play on Indianapolis pretty soon. Feel like maybe I get a good number on them soon, but that's not happening here. Like they're getting bet out. So this isn't like, I don't think this is a buy on them. I actually think the buy on Indianapolis is going to come soon where they're going to just like hopefully lose here. And then the market's going to move hard away from them in their next game. And I'll bet on them then, but not here. They're taking money in this game. So like Carolina a lot, think they're going to start continue playing better. And, uh, and in a home game three, I, I, I do really like them. It's probably my favorite bet of the week, at least right now. Um, I want to just read this tweet that came in, and we'll get back to this. Yep. And if we have to wait till tomorrow, we'll wait till tomorrow. So this has now been tweeted by Tom Pelissero of NFL Media. Um, so again, like some something's happening right now in Arizona as it, as, it, as it relates to Kyler Murray. I don't know what it is. So Tom Pelissero tweeting, Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon, apparently at a press conference happening right now in Arizona, told reporters that Josh Dobbs will not start on Sunday. Dobbs will not start on Sunday for Arizona. It will either be Kyler Murray or rookie Clayton Toon. So Dobbs is benched. It'll either be Clayton Toon or Murray. Pelissero adding that Murray remains on IR. This is why I said it was important, like that the Cardinals had him as doubtful on the injury report. It meant they did not have to activate him from IR onto the active roster. So Murray is still on IR. Pelissero adds that he's getting close. So something's up. Maybe the tank's on here. I, I, I don't... I'm trying to make sense of this in real time. So it's it's it's, it's Toon or Murray. Like, at, the, are the Browns going to get bet right now? Like, give us your analysis, Ken. Is anything happening in the market right now? Because I think, like, maybe this means... He said yesterday Kyler wasn't playing in the game. So, like, we should take this to mean, then, that it's Clayton Toon's going to start on Sunday, right? Like, that's what it should be. I mean, I, I guess like you're you're asking me like for sure, and like you don't know, and I, I don't have any idea either. No, I mean the board's not moving on this game, but this stuff literally just came out. It'll take a little time for this to, if there is an impact in the market for it to get bet. But like this doesn't tell you anything. Like it just it, it tells you it tell it actually tells you it's the two extremes. Let's say Dobbs is in the middle. Now we're talking about like potentially brutal rookie starter or Kyler Murray. Okay, like which side you want to bet? 
I don't want to bet aside right now. I'm not opening up the phone to jam in a bunch of bets right now. I'm not doing that. Like, I, like tell me what you think it is. I'll tell you what I think it should be or where I think we're going. Uh, nothing in the market right now. I'd be curious if anything changes because I, I don't even know if we learned anything. We, we learned something, but like, we're just, now we have more questions. Like, it's not, we didn't like concretely decide anything. So, um, I just, this whole thing is just bizarre. Tyler writes in the chat, is Dobbs going to get traded? That was my first thought when you said that. It's like, he's he's benched because they're going to move him somewhere. But I don't, this is like not even close to my area of expertise. So like, I have no idea what's happening. I didn't, I don't want to bet anything right away. But obviously like, this is going to be a really interesting market now this week if we think these are the two options for the Cardinals at quarterback. Uh, I'm, I'll I'll text some people during the next break as we go to the power hour to see, like, what's happening here. The Dobbs thought is a really good – Minnesota, maybe? I mean, who the hell knows? <laughs> Cleveland? Back to the Browns? Like, where they never should have traded him in see the ya. first place? Uh, right. Yeah, who, so that's – I, I just want to – like, Adam Schefter tweeted this last night at 8.05 p.m. Eastern time. Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon told reporters that Dobbs will start next Sunday at Cleveland. Less than 24 hours later, Dobbs is not going to start. I think honestly, I think you guys are 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 on are on something here. Maybe Dobbs is going to get dealt. I'm going to try to find out more information on Dobbs during the break. Um, we also have this note coming in: Sean McVay speaking um, press conference for the Rams. Matthew Stafford UCL sprain in his right thumb and his day to day, which is a lot more optimistic than Matthew Stafford going to be placed on IR and miss four games. So that that yeah. sounds a little better for Matthew Stafford than like the original reports this morning. Uh, and any movement in that game, Ken? I'm sure the answer is no, but I feel like I need to ask, and then we can move on. Well, no. So the answer is no. I guess my question is, like, does that make you want to make a bet in the game? Like, if you like the Rams anyway, should you just bet three right now? Yes. It's not It's not three of Stafford's play. Like, what is my number with no. Stafford? Give me one second. Where is this game? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Packers by a half point is my number if uh if Stafford's playing in the game so I this like th this is actually the thing that would make me kind of want to make a bet which is to bet the Rams and just like capture three and roll the dice that you know like even it because like, you try to play it out with both ways like risk reward right if it's Stafford it's not three now it, how much does it drop he's not 100% this is like the Mahomes flu thing a little bit where it's like all right so you're not going to get like pick or something out of it but gonna probably gonna come off three if he plays if it's Rippin, would you be upset if you were holding Rams plus three in the game? You definitely would not be upset. You like the Rams in the game if it's Rippin. So maybe that's a bet for you. I'm kind of in my, I mean, like, again, I'm, you know, trying to host a show and at the same time in my head be like, what do I want to bet in this game? Let me go through all the options. Uh, that information is more likely to make me want to place a bet than that Jonathan Gannon's just lying about everything with his quarterbacks. I'm in the process of trying to find information out here on this top situation. I th honestly, I think you guys just my first after you guys said that, I think you're probably right on Dobbs and maybe he's going to get dealt, which means that, which means that, you know, probably Clayton Toon and Kyler will be like the backup quarterback on Sunday, which is really what weird. Are, do you, do you want to do this for a couple minutes? Cause it, we can, like, we can, we can save the big, like we don't have that much time left in this segment anyway. Also, like, I like the like a... Panthers also and the over on Sunday. So there you have it. Oh, and yeah. No one should be surprised to hear that, that I like the Panthers and the over against right. the Colts. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of bets like right and open or once the market settled initially. It was like Tampa if it hits three, Carolina almost no matter what, but three for sure. Like that's kind of it. And then uh, some of the games we'll do tomorrow. If it's Clayton Toon for Arizona, uh, they go on the road to Cleveland this week. So right now the number is Cleveland minus seven. If it's Clayton Toon, what do you think the number is? It's PJ Walker probably too. If it's Clayton Toon, what do you think the number is? If it's Kyler, what do you think the number is? for the for Kyler for the first time this year. 
if it's Kyler, it's probably like six, Cleveland six, five and a half. If, if it's Kyler and it's six, I, I'd, I'd be worried, I guess, about like the first game and what that's going to look like. I would I'd I'd, bet Arizona. I'd kind of want Arizona. I yeah. would definitely bet it. Then, then, then that's wrong. Then that's not the right answer. We also, we also, but you're going to have like the extra ingredient here, which is we don't know for sure it's PJ Walker. And so like you could have actually like variables on both sides moving this thing around a pretty good amount. Like Walker, Kyler. I mean, you'd bet Arizona plus like six, six and a half, seven. You'd probably bet them in all Browns, those situations. Browns dead zone. Browns th in between three and a half and five and a half. Walker, Toon. Uh, I, it would almost it almost would almost definitely create like an Arizona bet for me because the number would probably be like out of control. Nine and a half. Ten would be an auto bet on Arizona, so probably nine and a half. We're going to talk about this game a ton this week. It it the entire first segment of it moved might just be entirely about this game. It moved. He moved. Is Dobbs moving somewhere? Kyler? We don't know. I if if Josh Dobbs is the quarterback for Minnesota on Sunday, I. Oh, oh, that's I think Vikings be... money line. Yeah. Uh, Twitch.tv backslash BetQL for the Power Hour final hour of the show featuring all our bets for tonight for every sport in the Sports Equinox.